0: Um, I just want to talk about something that's really in vogue with modern offensive basketball. Get deep. And that's just some
1: concepts and principles of the deep pen- pen- penetration, deep dribble penetration game.
2: Well, all series long we've been able to penetrate their bigs. But there's also a
1: topic within a topic. Get deep. Suck the D in and then we penetrate their bigs. Get deep.
0: That's the. The ostensible region for for doing the clinic.
2: All right, draftastic deep penetration with Jeff and Tony, and I don't know what what's what's Ari's mm-hmm. position.
1: She's an assistant general manager. Assistant,
2: assistant general. general
1: manager. <laughs> okay. the general manager.
2: The Chad Buchanan to your Kevin Pritchard. Or, yeah. I don't know.
1: Like, Hopefully, it will last a little bit longer, though.
2: Yeah,
0: I'll be the shoot to your Michael's club.
1: yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Were you guys surviving over there? Uh, no more trees coming down.
2: Yeah, geez, it was pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah, we're good. How about you guys?
1: Yeah, our the, the tree that came down avoided the, the car for the most part, and our house for the most part and our fence for the most part so yeah we actually got it all cut up and taken away today so that was a, a big part of our saturday
2: yeah ours yeah. is mostly gone to, as of today too um yeah the landlord got a there's a guy with a tractor that said he'd take most of it so
1: yeah that's pretty nice. a bunch of it off but a crazy
2: week for sure yeah it was yeah we got pretty lucky too um didn't come down on our, came down right next to our cars, but not on them. Oh. Came down on, uh, you know, there's like a house behind our house. Yeah. yeah. That, there, it came down on his car. Oh, so, shoot. <clears throat> yeah, it sucked because he only had liability insurance and.
1: Oh, damn.
2: Uh, yeah. So super bummer for him, but.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but that was pretty much the only damage it, there were probably it could have landed on probably six cars if it had fallen just a little different uh uh-huh. so
1: hey that was a big tree yeah at least for the pictures look like yeah
2: what was the
0: tree house?
2: no it's in the front i don't know if you remember it kind of it it was over the driveway um, oh. it made like a big tunnel it almost touched the ground on the other side of the driveway hmm. Um, the branches that so it was just hanging and then it just uprooted and fell it didn't break it um, just the whole the whole thing tipple, toppled over
1: toppled over isn't that crazy that's that's what ours ended up doing too it it didn't break it just <laughs> pulled up out of the ground and, and
2: that's what uh, the power line did here too uh, which was seems wild to me that that the power line would do that like what was it that was, I mean, maybe a, maybe a branch came down on the lines or something to tug it down or something. Oh, I got
1: you. Got you. Got you. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. But we made it through. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind but, of
1: uh, it's kind of hard to do a podcast while the blazers are on. Like, uh, yeah, I know it's yeah. happened, but uh, <laughs> we were sitting there. I was like, trying to prepare a little bit for it and then watching the game and then getting distracted both ways. But
2: yeah, I did a, I did a, I, I want to say I did a poor job of preparing, but I feel like even that is like overselling how well I prepared for this evening. So.
1: <laughs> overselling. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, well, when I sent you a text, uh, I don't remember what day it was now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I was like, just like we, we I need to hear another one, you know. Yeah.
2: And, uh, I've been feeling it. Uh. Uh-huh. I um Yeah, I want I've been wanting to do another one and uh hadn't thought I'd have time to get to it to to like uh-huh. re- actually prepare, but um we've we're, we've been doing like uh, a fish tank and it's been this whole big thing and mm-hmm so i spent all day i worked and then i spent all day actually i spent a lot of my work time um waiting for reference questions and looking up stuff about fish tanks and then <laughs> and then spent all afternoon tracking down fish tank stuff so
1: and you're growing your beard that beard's getting going
2: yeah i'm growing everything it, it i was gonna hairs, say the hair looks like it. it's real shaggy yeah
1: yeah, let's check this thing out. Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I can. I a few years ago, I had a little bit of a man bun. I can, I can do a real one. I can almost do a ponytail now. I was
1: gonna say that's you're cl- very close to getting it all back in the ponytail.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'll be that'll be kind of nice when that happens because it it's kind of a pain right now.
1: But, yeah, in that kind of in between stage. Yeah, I
2: and mean, yeah. I I just haven't wanted to. The bother of going to a barber, uh-huh. so I haven't done it. But well, now so
1: Noah's, Noah's grown his out too, so he can get his up into man button. He
0: had like a little top. Knot. He's got
1: like a little top knot. Nice. That can get. but he hasn't he hasn't cut it since um, probably like June.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I trimmed my my hair. Like I I cut my own hair, but I left the top long. Even yeah. like April last year.
1: Okay. But that was the last time.
2: Last time I actually got the f- a full haircut was probably around this time last year, I would guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Before it all went down.
2: Before it all happened. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: Should um, we start talking some uh, NBA? Yeah let's,
2: talk, yeah, let's talk NBA. Yeah. Do you want to do all-stars or just kind of general impressions of the league? Um,
1: what do you think, Gar?
0: I have – I have not cared about
1: All-Star stuff, like, at all. Well, it's funny, like, for me, like, I've never been – I was just trying to think. I, I think the last time I really cared about the All-Star game was the first year Brandon Roy got picked. Um, and it felt like we finally had, like, an All-Star again. It had mm-hmm. been so long. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a little bit those early years where it kind of felt like Dame was getting overlooked – um, yeah. not that that narrative has changed, but, but I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't watched an all-star game since Brandon Roy's first one. Oh, really? um, and yeah, I, I got to the point where it just doesn't really excite me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the fact that nobody's really playing much defense at all, I know they're doing that Elam ending now is kind of unique and, and fun, but I think with the fans holding so much of the vote, Mm-hmm. um and then being able to vote multiple times and you know like what was it the other like a couple years ago where like Jaja was like yeah. in the top five
2: because yeah. <laughs> um, all of Georgia was voting for him yeah the yeah. entire country was voting for him
1: and I'm just like you know and essentially that's what kept Dame out right of the starters is yeah. is the fan vote
0: no, I spam vote for Dame every day.
1: I would <laughs> vote for Dame and CJ and her. Yeah, so Ari's Ari's spam voting, yeah. um, but that's, not enough. Right? Yeah, I,
2: but I think that's the thing. Is like I spam. I think when I was Ari's age, I spam <laughs> voted for guys that I wanted in, yeah. and I don't. I don't remember having feeling like I had any success.
0: Uh-huh. I mean,
2: those were the days of the paper ballots, and you like, you go to a game oh, and yeah. like collect yeah. them all. everyone that everybody left behind or whatever you just
1: that's you know what's funny is that's i haven't even thought about that memory but i remember being at blazer games when i was little and they'd hand them out um like in the second quarter and like they'd pass them out at the end of the aisle and you know you'd hand them down yeah yeah and i remember sitting there like looking at all the blazers on the list i i think i remember voting for kiki Bandaway at one point yeah um but that's funny is that (laughs) you're trying to scrap them up and (laughs) <laughs> you know spam vote the the paper vote um but yeah for, for me so for me with the all-star like when when dame got passed over i was just like i kind of yeah i kind of felt like that was just what was going to happen anyways mm-hmm. um so nothing really like surprised me about it um
2: what about you Her?
0: i've never watched an all-star game because my dad never has an all-star game on <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like I feel like you're being robbed of something. I feel like that. I was always looking forward to the All Star Game, the Pro I Bowl. Watched so, okay. I watched so many stupid Pro Bowls. I always was so excited because I was a big Barry Sanders guy. Oh yeah. You'd get into the Pro Bowl and then like, I don't know. He had a good one one year. I think it was the year I missed it. But oh, then yeah. you know, you, you, your guy gets like one play run for him the mm-hmm. whole game or whatever. Um.
1: I think I've always liked, like, the three-point contest. Um, I think that's the one that actually has probably held the most, like, I kind of want to check yeah. in. I mean, I, I don't know the last time I've actually watched a three-point contest, but I'm kind of interested in it. Um, mm. And the last dump contest I watched was the Vince Carter one.
2: Oh, wow. And I think I
1: actually watched – I think I watched that with Chris Kavanaugh. And I remember at that point, like, um, I was kind of done with it. And then I was blown away by Vince Carter. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think new things could be done. Right. And that and that was like pre-prop and all that kind of stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just remember being blown away. Like, we haven't seen this kind of, I guess, dunks um, right. before. So, um, but I think that's the last dunk contest I watched. I watched
0: part of it last year, but not really. Mm-hmm. And just all my friends talked about it. So that's the only reason I really know what happened.
2: Yeah. yeah, I watched a I watched a lot of them. I felt like I ended up at my grandma's house, just like I don't know, probably like four years out of six or something like that for the All Star mm-hmm. Game, and she would she just likes watching basketball, so we would have it on, and yeah. I'd just sit and watch the dunk contest with her. I remember watching the Dwight Howard Superman one with her. Mm. Um. And I think I always I think I would feel wowed in the moment and then afterward be like "Eh, I don't know that was kind of boring (laughs) like the memory didn't quite live up to it Yeah.
0: what they should do is they should have like the same defender on every person dunking it and then it's kind of challenging if you have a defender on you
1: too. Now that's actually something that's kind of interesting. Blocker versus dunker Mm-hmm. Like
0: you could have like the league's best blockers stat wise, like who's on white side and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have them stand there and defend when they go up to dunk it. And then that's really the skill. You have to be able to get over a defender.
1: The dunker blocker like bracket challenge. Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting.
2: So the, the the only argument against it would be like injury, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I kinda like that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty fun.
0: Because dunking by yourself, I've seen high schoolers just go and do dunks like that. They can dunk, but against defense, it's more difficult.
2: Yeah, I think, too, one of the problems is, like you say, there's only so many things you can do. And it's not, nobody wants to, it's not like skateboarding or something where anybody wants to like, or like gymnastics or something where people want to like pick apart the minutiae. Really, that's boring. You just want to be like floored by athleticism, yeah, and like something creative.
1: I think, like yeah. you, you talked about, like floored by athleticism. Thinking about like the Anthony Edwards dunk last night. Yeah, that uh, was insane. But, it, but it's it's within the context of a of a game. like yeah. Defense and there's power. Like mm-hmm. if he had done that dunk without anybody there. Yeah. It would have been like, eh. yep.
2: <laughs> yep. But. Yeah. Uh, and there've been some in in dunk contests, like especially when they do like flat-footed two-hand dunk from right underneath the rim. I feel like Gerald Wallace did one like that. Mm-hmm. It was like athletically it was a pretty impressive dunk, but uh-huh. it wasn't exciting to watch.
1: Yeah. Like, it it was athletically um, impressive. but Like you said, like, like as far as the joy of doing it, Mm -hmm. you know. um,
2: The other thing that... It drives me nuts with the free throw line dunk that everybody takes a step on, the like, their step is on the line. mm
0: -hmm. It should be like a regular free throw where there can be a line violation.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I feel like every time I'm like, it's just... I want to feel like you could have dunked for your free throw. Yeah. Or like or like a, a three-pointer, if your foot's on the... If your toe's on the line, yeah. that's a two-pointer. So I, it bothers me that people call that a free-throw line dunk. I just want to see somebody taking off those extra three inches behind.
1: You know? uh, I remember one year the Blazers held... And this is like early 90s. The Blazers held a outside like um, team event and they held it at, um, I guess it was a gelled win now, but it was mm-hmm. the old civic stadium in Portland. It was outside and they held a dunk contest, but the thing was how high can we put the hoop and you still dunk how it. Fun. So um, I think it was Percy and Drexler at the time got like, I think Drexler got the highest,
2: uh-huh. um,
1: but it was like, how high can they go and still dunk it? Um, so anyways, I, I, that was kind of interesting. It was kind of novel yeah. Um, yeah. to have something like that. I mean, it wasn't that exciting, when, especially when you're sitting in a football stadium at the time yeah. or baseball stadium. Um, but yeah, just something interesting. But yeah, going back to like the all-star stuff, I did, I don't know. Like, like, I think I made this point on the Slack channel. It's the all-star games for young people. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an NBA commercial. Um, you know, it's an event. It's a highlight and um but i think the all nba all league stuff and the mvp award is definitely those those
2: are real awards
1: yeah well and the other thing too like with and i don't i don't know the breakdown on the all league stuff i don't know if that's just media um i forget now um but i feel like like players even don't know exactly i mean you obviously play against everybody but the the ability to break down somebody's game their value and the analytics and all that stuff i feel like sometimes it, it does need to have somebody that's actually done some research to cast that vote yeah um and i and i get the players too like well we know we play against them um but i think there's you know something to be said for people that actually like research it um so I, and like i said i don't know if at the nba all league awards is just voters, or if there is a player vote as well. I feel yeah. like there is a player vote. Um, but I could be wrong.
2: I, in the NBA, uh, yeah, I can't remember, because the players have their own awards. I think they have, like, a player's choice award or something, don't they?
1: <laughs> they might.
0: That sounds like something. You know
1: the best thing about the bubble last year was there was no end-of-season award show.
2: Yeah,
0: those are so like kind of obnoxiously funny, like with all the roasts and jokes and stuff. Like, yeah,
2: yeah they can be if you get like, yeah, the right people up there and stuff. Uh, they can be just kind of tedious, like self congratulatory or,
0: yeah, uh, like you go bring up his championships constantly.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, well, Ari, what were some
1: of the themes that you were looking at this year with the NBA that's hit?
0: Oh, I like had some things that I wrote that kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm kind of biased because I'm a big Blazer fan and my right. family too. But I wrote like the Blazers' efficiency to still continue winning while still missing three starters mm-hmm. is pretty big because they've been playing really well. And I think part of it is like Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. and stuff. They mm-hmm. started really getting into the team dynamic and getting their place in the team and being more confident. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. While also Gary Trent Jr. and Anthony Simons is also been kind of getting their like rhythm and stuff. Yeah, get into the team as well. especially yeah. like
1: Simons, um, you know, because he he was struggling,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I feel like since CJ's gone down, um, I know there's been some of the articles written about like Dame kind of empowering everybody the collective right. um but simon's has stepped up um i think i feel like they've simplified things for him too like yeah. you know not having to run the entire show or mm-hmm. you're kind of looking for this or you're doing this there's like two yeah. options um, yeah the kind of on that note too ari i think like it's interesting the the fire stops hot seat yeah. it, it wasn't like hot but like you were getting it from some places. Yeah. I feel like that's completely, you don't, you're not hearing that right now. No. And I think that's one of the testaments to Stotts throughout this run, you know, since, you know, him and Dane came in nine years ago is we, we've weathered these storms really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I, I, yeah, I, I, it's pretty impressive. The fact that, um, and we don't have the game on right now, so I don't know where, where we're at, but, um, the fact that yeah, what are we eight and two in the last ten? We won six in a row. Yep. Um, yeah, you know our defense right now is still low. Um, it's improving for sure. But yeah, it's improving. Yeah. I think in the last eight games, it's like ranked seventeenth, so it's yeah. like Google the pack. Yep. Um, and obviously, we've played some teams that aren't aren't the best offensively, but yeah, I mean, you can only play who's in front of you,
2: right? And I feel like yeah, even. Yeah, I feel like the defense has been getting better. It feels like they play like they care every possession. Yeah. And uh, early on in the season, it was kind of like there was a little bit of loafing, maybe. And um,
1: well, yeah. and, and, and part of that, like, it it kind of felt like sometimes they they didn't know, like, am I supposed to right. go or are you? Yeah. And,
2: and
1: it kind of create and it maybe creates that idea of like a loaf, like because you're kind of yeah. like um yeah. nobody's doing
2: anything. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: It seems like the rotations are way, way tighter.
0: I think that also goes along with the team dynamic thing mm-hmm. because at the beginning, they didn't have really much practices to prepare before the season kind yeah. of started Yeah. Or before preseason started and we did have like, what, three new players?
1: Well, we have, we have uh, Covington and DJ. I mean, Hood's kind of a new. I mean, the sense he didn't play last year. Well,
0: yeah. team? No,
1: you know, but he is. I mean, he doesn't play a ton.
0: Yeah, but. I think they're just like finding their role and stuff. And Dame mm-hmm. is like a really good leader for our team, and he's really helpful with that. And he's like assertive with helping the team be more success yeah. successful together. Yeah, I think that's a
2: big part of it. Right, and setting a an example, or like just being willing to be the leader. You know, like to set an example, to be the guy that mm-hmm. works hard and like buys in all the time and not not the guy that has to be appeased all the time by everyone else
1: yeah
2: um yeah I, I think I feel like the I I feel like by the end of the season if if the Blazers defense is still a talking point in my point point from from my perspective it'll be in the same way that like James Harden um, quid on the rockets is still a talking point at the end of the season it'll be at least my hope and like ex- expectation is that we will be like a middle of the road defense by the end of the season and it will have been like an early season issue i don't know though we'll see reintegrating nurk and and cj what that looks like i mean that could i guess that could get bumpy again but
1: well, it, it was interesting. I I posted that article that was in The Athletic today right. that kind of uh, broke it step down, but mm-hmm. they talked about how um, Nurk and CJ are two of our four best defensive players, mm-hmm. at least based upon, uh, what is it, points okay. per 100 possessions? Okay. And um, so the fact that those two guys are out and we're still taking these strides you know, and and obviously, Cantor is a below-average defender um, yeah. when you when you really break things down. Although I think he's been, you know, just watching the eye test. I think he's he's been good. He's not a shot blocker, but no. um, you know, part of defense too is cleaning up the defensive rebounds, and obviously, he does a good job of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I um, I'm just I'm impressed with the Blazers. The fact that right now we're we're climbing the ladder and yeah. we're missing so many guys is yeah. is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. And I, even though like I really like CJ and Nurk and it's awesome to have them on our team, I think it's also kind of been a blessing in disguise yeah. having them out because mm-hmm. it also gave everyone else a chance to like get more reps in a game. Step and,
2: in. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Well, yeah.
1: Gosh. If you think about like we're missing those three guys and it doesn't feel like we're playing these guys that shouldn't be in the game. No. You know, sometimes you see young guys that are like, you don't know, have no idea what you're doing. The, yeah. the fact that we have, um, you know Anthony and Hood and Trent and mm-hmm. I mean our, probably our, our least experienced guy is Simons and this is his third year I mean but, Trent too but I think Trent's been playing a little bit you know up as far as his, his uh, skill set is going But right um, yeah or yeah. what stood out to you?
2: of the, From the Blazers season?
1: Well or maybe just everything going on
2: yeah well I think like like you said coming with the injuries that we've had, especially, you know, like day missing time too, and, Mm -hmm. um, Covington missing time, Derek Jones Jr. Missing time. Like, I think that's been impressive along with missing those other guys. It's just, especially in this last stretch, them getting through that, um, you know, Gary Trent Jr. How good he's been. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, He's he's a, he's a unibro
2: now, right? He's a unibro now. Yeah, I'm I I'm loading out pretty soon it will be all Blazers on the Unibros. Um, uh all Blazers or former Blazers. Um <laughs> that's what I said. Um Yeah, am trying to think of some. Uh, Rodney Hood's a weird one I feel like cuz uh-huh. you know, I I never know really what to expect from him right now. Like huh. he'll look at, at one from one play to the next. I feel like he looks confident, and then he doesn't look confident, and then he looks athletic, and then he mm-hmm. looks like he's having a hard time moving. Um, uh, yeah, he's been a tough one mm-hmm. to sort out. Like where. Start I
1: wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder too if like it's it's a little bit hard for him to find out like where his body's at like if if he's coming back and it's kind of like some days he feels good and some days he doesn't um but yeah i mean it's kind of interesting with him too it's like well what's his role um because he's playing minutes but then like it's kind of like well a lot of times shots are going through either anthony um Mm -hmm. or simons is doing stuff yeah um or even Trent, but, and he's kind of that like third, fourth option. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I really like it when he gets it on the wing and kind of starts to back down a little bit and gets that like 15 footer yeah. um, against some a little bit smaller guys. I really love that.
2: Yeah, I do too. When he does do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like- right.
1: And there's like times where he's like, you're, you're wondering if he looks like he's going to get hurt, or, or yeah. and then there's times where he goes up and gets a good dunk.
0: And- yeah. It's kind of like, for Zingas, where he's kind of timid still mm-hmm. from his mm-hmm. injury, mm-hmm. yeah, because he was doing really well in the playoffs for us, and then
1: when he hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, uh, for the, when we were in
0: the not, Denver series, yeah.
1: the Denver series, no. mm-hmm. two years
2: ago, like the four overtime one. Yeah, 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 yeah. and
1: that was injury.
0: Yeah,
2: like yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah. is that the horse horsey gallop. Game where he did the little gallop before going. Oh, that's what I
0: was thinking about yeah. exactly that moment. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, so and I I think because of that series too, I really want him to be a, an important piece of the team. But yeah. it's just yeah, I'm I'm still kind of confused like where he where does he slot in with the team right uh-huh. now?
1: And I forget his contract. Does he have a player's option for next year?
2: I think uh-huh. so. There's a it's definitely an option year. I think it's a player option.
1: I, I think it might be, um, but, but it's, it's, it's weird too because you kind of feel like Nasir little is mm-hmm. ready to kind of push that envelope. Yeah. And I think Nasir is a better, better athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he's young still, um, but he, I mean, Nasir has been showing some pretty good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, and so like kind of where does that all fit in together yeah. and, um, obviously, again, I like Rodney from the sense that he's been in the league for five, six years, seven years—I um, think that long.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: where you have a little, just about, I, I guess the two. Like I love the fact that we have veterans on our team, um, and it, that that kind of feels nice. Yeah, uh, like it's just not a lot of young guys um, that maybe don't know what we're doing.
2: Well, and it's nice that we do have those guys too. We've got, we've got the. Nasir and Ellaby and Giles and all those young, yeah, Trent. A bunch of young guys with potential and then some veterans who've got flaws but also have the like Wiley vet game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trent
0: is a restricted free agent after this year, right?
1: Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. I mean, a lot of the prognosticators like, you know, are thinking we're going to have to pay him at least eight figures Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it would be hard to see him walk, um, yeah, would. because I think he fits in so much to the culture, especially yeah. when you like listen to him talk about in his interviews about, um. He's, I mean, he's saying everything, right? Even yeah. remember at the beginning of the year when he wasn't like – he didn't play that one game or
2: – Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was missing time. Mm-hmm.
1: And he was just kind of like, hey, whatever coach tells me to do is what I'm going to do to get the yeah. team to win, you know? And yeah,
0: That's a good mentality when it comes to things like that.
1: Yeah, and when you don't hear it a lot, right? Especially right. at the NBA level.
0: He yeah, reminds me a lot of Damian Miller.
1: That kind of leadership style? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: like just the mindset he has. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Think about. I mean, think about how how coming into the NBA, if you have come to a team like the Blazers mm-hmm. with Damian and CJ and Stotts, and just the the development organizational part um, versus going somewhere like Cleveland right now, oh, like yeah. um, or Orlando, like um, just how how lucky those guys are to be able to come in. and and have somewhere where they connect or Sacramento. Sacramento seems like a, yeah. Yeah.
0: They're really young and don't have a lot of good leader. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. Models to kind of like look up to or learn the game. Yeah. Yeah. like Like take control.
2: I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about the Sixers and, you know, how well Embiid is playing and, you know, the way that they were kind of glowing about Embiid, the guys that were talking Sounded a little bit the way like you know that we do with Dame's performances mm-hmm. and things, but I, it was interesting to me to think about like for them like it's all about like the perform his like on the court performance and like individual performance uh-huh. and with Dame, it's that, but it's also got all of this other these other layers of like the team chemistry doesn't isn't like an, a question ever yeah you know it's or like um yeah or or like there's no like well finally this year he's keeping his bot, he's staying in shape or (laughs) you know like it's it's none of this like fretting over the kind of exterior things it's just like every time there's a microphone in front of him he says the right thing for some like somehow
0: He's really
2: consistent with how he plays -hmm. and
1: things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just his. You can you can tell he's got core values, and he bases everything he does off of those core values. Yeah. Um, And like you said, he's just consistent, like.
0: On and off the
1: court. Yeah. Um, He's never sold a teammate out. You know that sort of thing. Thrown him under the bus. Mm and yeah. And even in times like where he's, um, I think like I was trying to think back maybe like four or five years ago where he would sometimes struggle with officials in the game and yeah. get really frustrated. I mean, he's still, he still, you know, balls, but you can tell it doesn't, it doesn't usually impact his play. Like sometimes I thought it used to, Yeah, um, he would get kind of caught up in that. And I felt like he started to own that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just so nice to have the culture that we do. And that's what, I mean, I feel, again, I, I say this to the kids, like you, you guys are, you're so lucky to have Damian Lillard as your blazer growing up. And I, I kind of felt like I had that with uh, Terry Porter and Jerome mm-hmm. Kersey, um, two guys that really had like the heart of like, yeah. you can tell they're, they became Portland guys, yeah. um, even though they're, they're from other areas. Um, and I feel like Dames kind of adopted that same mentality. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's more than just being a basketball player, it's kind of representing the organization, the city, the state. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's done a good job in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been an interesting year, too, from like the COVID perspective. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was that, t- like, what was it, like, kind of mid to late January where it felt like everything was going to blow up. Yeah. And then it's kind of been quiet of late, although I guess there's been the postponements with the Houston, San Antonio teams.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was. It's been interesting to see them like uh, uh, rescheduling games on the fly. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's been something like pretty wild to see. Like, oh, this game was canceled tonight, so we're playing. So the this team is now playing like Denver's yeah. now playing Cleveland because they couldn't play whoever it was that they were supposed to play. Yeah, both teams had like their other team cancel on them, so they just like picked up you know whoever else was a whoever was available or I, I don't know it's just a it feels like some kind of weird dating game or something <laughs> like that I don't know like yeah. um yeah but uh and that I, I wonder what that's like for the players like mm. to prepare for one game and then end up playing a different one and
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think a lot of them, you know, came up in the AAU circuits. I think they're mm-hmm. used to playing like these tournaments and showing up and going. And mm-hmm. um, it's going to be interesting down the stretch, how they, when the, with the makeup games, like how they're going to kind of load, ma- I hate to use the term load manage, but nice. like load manage the players from mm-hmm. a, from a scheduling standpoint. Got so, player, you know, they're not playing five games and eight days and, you know, Cause that seems like it would be a little bit of a disadvantage, especially down the stretch when you're fighting for, for standings.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you want to add?
0: Oh, I was going to say like in the league right now, I think the jazz is probably one of the best teams, but it's really difficult to tell because some teams haven't been able to play a lot with the health and safety protocols and things mm-hmm. like that, where like you might not be able to tell like Miami right now, they haven't. Mm-hmm. They've have missed a lot of games and missed a sure. lot of players. And Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler was out for a while, yeah. so you just have to like wait and see what will happen because you don't know yet. Because they haven't yeah. had the opportunity to get together and be as a team really fully. And That's
1: the and happens. the Jazz haven't had really any COVID issues, I don't think.
2: I don't think so. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it's been interesting to see. I feel like some teams, like the Blazers and and a few others, have been just like. Like, we haven't had COVID issues, but we've just had crazy injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like there are a lot of – that seems like it's a we're, – we're not an anomaly with that this year. It feels like there's plenty of other teams that are kind of experiencing similar things. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, like, how – how that all plays out and coming down the stretch who benefits from having like extra time off or having missed games or who, who like, and yeah, maybe like having to make up a bunch of games ends up yeah. being a uh, uh, something that hurts your team because they have to, they have to play them. And, you know, maybe they have to be, do a back-to-back-to-back or something like that.
1: Yeah. I was looking through the schedule here and like, Most teams have played about 30 games. Um, The Wizards have only played 26, and they had their COVID issues. Mm I was trying to see what other – Memphis has only played 26. Um, But uh, everybody else is right about 30. So I feel like even though there's been some postponements, it seems like most teams are are right about there. Yeah. Uh, so may- maybe it's not going to be as big of a deal as it seems. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see, Houston, where are they at? They played 28. The Spurs have played 27. So, like, obviously that's affecting us. Dallas at 28. I guess we've only played 28 games, 29 tonight. Because so.
0: when we were going to play Memphis, they just got canceled, so it yeah. affected us. Because
1: yeah. They had yeah, so maybe it's a little more spread out than it feels like. Um
2: We've missed two games, is that right? We had yeah, two we missed.
1: Consoles? Yeah, we missed like I feel like a Memphis one. Cuz
0: there was the, well it wasn't actually back to back, but there was like a Memphis game, a break and then one day and then there was a Memphis game again. the end that was canceled. Oh, we had like a double
1: against Memphis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Cuz there was like and then was that that week that they had off? They had like 6 days right when CJ went through.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like really good for us I feel like at the <laughs> yeah. That time.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of i don't i I wonder what the record is starting at that moment uh-huh. uh, I mean it's probably pretty good because it has the wind streak in it, but um.
1: it's so funny um like just even looking at the east Eastern conference versus the western western conference it, it's you know it felt like there was going to be more strength in the east um, but I still feel like it's really I don't know.
2: The East seems pretty weak, actually. Yeah. Like, I think the Blazers would be in like second place if they were in the East right now.
1: Yeah, they they would be. Yeah, they would be in second. They the Blazers have um, the fifth best. No, they're uh, they would be numbers – They have the sixth best record in the league. Um, That's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> um, uh, cause, yeah, because they would be in second in in the East uh, behind Philly. And they've beaten Philly twice. Um,
0: even without
1: Dane. Even without Dane. Yeah, they beat him that game. They didn't have Dane.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and and did,
2: did Philly have um, Embiid for that first?
1: I, yeah. Yeah. They had Embiid. They didn't have uh, Sim- Simmons. Simmons for the first one. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then the second one, both played. Yeah. Embiid looked like he was going to be out, but he came back.
1: That was in that first one where he he took a little bit of a funky landing. Yeah.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. But you know, Indiana kicked our butt. They're a game over five hundred. Boston's a game over five hundred. Toronto's playing well now. You know, they're at five hundred right now. Oh. It's gonna be interesting in the East. Like, um, (laughs) who makes it? Go.
0: Go
1: ahead.
0: Everyone says the West is stacked. Like with it being all close, but they're way more consistently better than the Eastern Conference right now. And I think it's actually kind of the East. It's going to be um, difficult to tell us to the playoffs. You stuff. feel like in the
1: East it will be? Yeah. yeah.
0: I think the West is just better currently.
1: Yeah. I wonder, you know, right now Dallas is out of the playoffs. All right. Uh, the Pelicans are out. I don't think they're in. I think they're showing their youth quite a bit. They can't stop anybody. Yeah. Uh, Memphis, Memphis is one of those teams I feel like with John Morant coming around. I really like how their coach has them playing. Yeah. They're kind of young, but like gritty and yeah. uh, and then I, I know wins look, I mean, I know they I think they got their butt kicked tonight against uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix killed them tonight. Who uh, did? Phoenix beat them by, like, 30. Um,
2: beat with the Memphis? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just interesting. Denver's in seventh place. Mm-hmm. Golden State's kind of holding on.
0: I was surprised that Golden State did so well. Uh, I didn't realize that they had so much skill, actually. Like, I was surprised. I thought they were going to be really bad again and be, like, a real mm-hmm. year. But, Clay Thompson's Achilles injury
1: in practice before he could play. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but the, you know, they're a team that they're. Um, I guess uh, Curry and, and Green. I mean, they they have in and, and Kerr. I mean, they they have mm-hmm. a. You know, they're a championship organization. Yep. Uh, even if they were stacked, and I mean, as much as Jeremy bemoans them, Steph Curry's pretty. He's amazing. pretty special. Yep.
2: Yeah, he's pretty. And I think Draymond just fits really nicely with Curry. Like it's um, I I think, was it, was it in that um, article, the athletic one about the Blazers defense where they were talking about um, the fit between CJ and Dame kind of versus the fit between Clay and Steph and Draymond. Um, There's just a little bit, maybe it was even in the comments of that, Of the like post on on uh, Blazers Edge or something, Um, they're just somebody was talking about how nicely those those players fit together. Their their games complement each other so well. Because I felt like Draymond, like after last year, I was kind of like, is Draymond still good or like what is he? And then you know, not that he's an All Star anymore or anything, but they just seem to fit together nice
1: well i don't again i don't know and, and i i would have to go back through and look at the all-league teams i don't feel like draymond is a all-star although he maybe got voted one or mm-hmm. put in um i think he's one of those guys that is a if you have if you're a quality player he will make you even better yeah uh, he's, he's one of those guys that just finds the, the, the things to do to make other people better on his mm-hmm.
2: team
1: you know he can't shoot he's very limited offensively um offensively as far as a scorer but he really can see the floor both you know both offensively and yeah. defensively and um yeah, yeah. I, I really i really like his game i i, I mm-hmm. wish he wasn't such a hothead yeah um, you know he saw tonight i don't know if you saw that i didn't see he, it
2: no <laughs>
1: ends up they're up two, and he gets a technical at the end of the game and so the other team Gets a free throw and then hits a buzzer beater. Oh no! Beat him. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. and uh, and it's one of those things. Like he, I feel like he plays with fire because he's always yes. just screaming. And finally, I think the official is like screw it. I don't care yeah. what time of the game it is, you're getting a technical. Yeah, and um, yeah, and yeah. you know, and he's he's like, I wasn't yelling at you, but you yeah. know, he's so demonstrative, it's hard to yeah. really know who he's who he's talking. <laughs> about, <but. laughs> it's kind
2: of annoying that they wait until they're in like eighth place. To punish him for that, sure. You know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's good for him to learn. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know what's funny is that I had this conversation the other day. uh We were talking about, you know, how many more female officials you're seeing in the game. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, is that going to change how players interact with officials?
2: Mm. Um,
1: are they going to be as demonstrative mm. towards female officials as they are to the male male officials? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. My hope was maybe it would, it would create more human dialogue yeah. versus just like screaming at somebody, but yeah. I don't know. That'd be interesting.
2: Yeah. I could see it being, I could see it being less aggressive and more whiny.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> I, a lot of NBA players are whiny.
2: So. Yeah. I, I could see, I'd love to see, cause I think that's one of the things that I've appreciated about, like, especially, um like you were saying, how Dame's kind of matured in the way he talks to officials. Um, I feel like he's always having a conversation with them. Yeah. Um, and you feel like it's kind of ongoing. And you can tell him tell that he's like saying, like, oh, he's grabbing my arm or whatever. But it's not like, you know, the um, uh, Marquise Chris palms up all the time or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you might, it, with... There being more female officials. I wonder if we'll see more of the like kind of palms up um, kind of thing and less like throwing their arms around or like, you know, getting in their face, kind of yelling and stuff.
1: Um, yeah. Well, and I wonder too, like from the official standpoint, um, cause I think there's some NBA officials that get really defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
2: who's and the one like, um is it crawford that threw tim duncan out of a game for yeah laughing?
1: think joey, joey crawford yeah um but i uh i almost feel like some of the interactions i've seen with the female officials they've almost just been kind of like nope you're wrong you know yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like, without like being like getting all, like, hot-headed about, like, their position. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just kind of like, nope, you fouled them. You hit them across the arm. I think
0: the better referees are the ones who are more assertive, but they're also not, like, the ones who are very defensive about their call Mm -hmm. seem like they're more insecure or not very sure about where they stand being a referee, like maybe newer ones. Mm -hmm. So
1: they almost on that bravado for, uh, to, I don't know, give themselves a little bit more yeah authoritative I guess
2: yeah you want them to oh you can go ahead oh I was just going to say you want them to be confident in their calls you don't want them I hate feeling like the other team can like convince them to make it make the call a different way yeah but
0: you're arguing with an official. I think you should have more of a conversation like Dame does because they're not they can't change the call unless you challenge it and you get one challenge mm-hmm. so that's not going to do much arguing it you might as well explain you can do this differently or I thought this happened and maybe watch out for that like mm-hmm. respectfully and that would get more like less technicals and less yeah fight and arguments caused. yeah be more
2: yeah do you think what do you guys think of the coach coach's challenge do you think that, so, we've had it for what three years now? Like, yeah. Do you think it's a good part of the game?
0: I don't like how they review the entire play. I think they should just review the call that was mm. like, if they call a foul, they can review that foul, or if they don't call a foul, they can review like that, what they think is a foul. But I don't think they should get a review the entire play. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, at least from a Blazer perspective, but. It doesn't feel like it's overturned a lot of calls,
2: um, and I—I I don't know. I feel like maybe not as much recently, but Stotts had a pretty good um, win percentage for a while, anyway. Uh-huh. And it still doesn't feel like it overturned a lot of calls. I think I wish that. Um, I
1: think I wish that if you were successful, you kept your challenge. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it seems like, you know, you, you get a couple bad calls. I don't know. Maybe they'd be more more likely to use it. Because, um, yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, sometimes there's things that happens early in the game and it's a blatant, like, blown call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you hold on to it because you're like, I don't want to lose it now
0: right. um,
1: versus, like, calling something out early. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't love it. Um, cause like, I feel like it's not overturning a ton of calls.
2: Um, I, I wonder, I, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I was thinking like, I wonder if it, even if you don't get the overturned call, if it makes the referees look at things a little differently, oh. like if it's a way of like kind of resetting, like, Hey, like challenge a play. And then you, they notice like, Oh, there is a little bit more physicality going on than I realized or anything I don't know I wonder if it has any effect that way where maybe you don't get your call but
0: um, maybe part of what would help is they can't review it in slow-mo or reverse or anything like that they have to review it in real time because it would kind of help them notice things more on the court if they are like oh that happened and that's a foul mm -hmm. or that is not a foul
1: like with a judgment call having to see it in real time (laughs) yeah I always think about that, like with the NFL and pass interference. It's like, yeah. you know, they slow it down and something looks completely egregious.
0: Everything yeah. looks like pass interference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but like in real time, it'd be like, well, that's just two guys running together, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't love it. I, I feel like it's, um, it's I don't feel like it's necessarily helped the game. Mm. Uh, I, I, I could see like, I would love to maybe have something in like kind of what they do with the out of bounds at the end of the, like the last two minutes. is just like, um, if there's a call um, and like, maybe they have like a, a booth review, like just somebody that they make a call and then it's like, mm-hmm. somebody's watching or like, you know what, that really wasn't. Yeah. And then they can go from there. I don't know.
0: They um, get yeah.
1: OPs yeah. Well, you know, some, some of the, um, you know, they go to the, like, what is it? The, Sakakus, new york you know they kind of go to that but maybe yeah. just having like an eye in the sky that's mm-hmm. paying attention mm-hmm. and like buzzes down like hey maybe you guys want to take a look at this one yeah. um and but like that only happening in the last like two minutes of the game yeah um i don't yeah. know i i feel like it slows it down um we already get the stoppage a lot of times with like the clear path rule um yeah. which i always feel like can't we just figure that out in real time like you were ahead or weren't, you know,
2: that one. Yeah. It feels like icing or something and offsides.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) It crossed two blue lines. It's go ahead. (laughs) Um, no, I I feel like they can never figure that one out in real time. They always have to review that one.
2: And I feel like it always, those reviews always go on way longer than I feel like is necessary. It's like, well, you've got slow-mo. We watched it one time. I'm pretty sure I've got a good idea of like, like leather. I think
1: they should just yeah. for those ones. I, I feel like because it's even the it's the one that happens where um it, it's not a clear path, but they stop the fast break.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like guys are ahead, but like Ari's dribbling the ball, and I'll just kind of grab her at half court and slow it down.
2: Yeah,
1: I feel like any of those fouls, they should just they should just say that was an intentional act. You get one shot and the ball back. Like oh, it's, it's nice. an intentional stoppage of the fast break yeah um, and it should just be one shot in the ball back. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be a judgment call. but you can I mean I, I feel like nine times out of ten when you're watching those games, you know it's a, it's a blatant it's a blatant foul to stop something right And a lot of times it's just guy walking up and like putting his arms around
2: him. Yeah.
1: Um, so I feel like that wouldn't take a lot that wouldn't even take review. It's just like the official if it's a judgment call like hey, that was an intentional fast break stop uh, or foul, then you just get one shot in the ball. Yeah, um, I don't
0: know. Yeah, and I know my basketball rules are different in the NBA, but if they tell it's intentional, like we do a thing called clock where you hit them on the arm if it you're trying to foul at the end of the game, so you can either get the ball or they'll call the foul still. So maybe NBA players should start hitting them on the arm instead of grabbing them and giving them a bear hug.
1: No, no, yeah. I just, yeah, I feel like we waste a lot of time in the review process, and it just seems like it really slows down the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, like, watching League Pass. I I turn the channel every time they go through the review. Um,
2: Yeah, I was thinking, I was just thinking, I think with the, I'd be fine if you don't get to keep your challenge. Like, if you use your challenge, you've used your challenge. But if you win, you should, I feel like you should retain the timeout. Because that's timed. That's not like a, it's not this potentially like drawn out 15 minute like watching a, I don't know, charge over and over again Uh. kind of thing. Um, But at least you're not penalized Mm -hmm. for getting a call right. I don't know. I don't
0: think you get to keep your time out because. Even if they win? Even if they win because. The ref is reviewing things, and in my opinion, they take a while yeah. for most things. So you have so much time to draw up plays and strategize. Well, and he's so talking time. about
1: like later in the game, though you might want to have that timeout in the end of the game situation. You know, it's like advance the ball and that's yeah, that sort of thing. That's true. Yeah, maybe you
0: sure. don't take a challenge and we only have one
2: timeout. But you're you're right. I've I've wondered sometimes too. Like, do you call coaches challenge because you actually get more cha- more time than a timeout? Could be,
1: yeah. At the end of the game, yeah. That, I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody's using that as a strategy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny too to watch. Uh, I think the best thing about the coaches challenge is to watch the coach have to interact with his own player when his own player calls for it, and he's like, "Yeah." You can just tell like there's there's some hierarchy within the team. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: these guys can count call for that. <laughs> these guys can't.
1: Yeah, because um, players
0: can call
1: timeouts. No, no, no. But like, so a player, a coach. player will ask his coach to challenge it. It's
0: like when and, they get fired up, they automatically do the finger. Yeah,
1: down. but how many coaches actually listen to their player? Yeah. And I was trying to remember. Oh, it was um, the OKC coach. Um, I forget his name. Young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got one of those from Shea Gilgis Alexander, and he, he immediately did it. It was like in the first quarter, and mm-hmm. it was a blatant foul. And so it was like, um, I was wondering like, you know, young coach, young team. Um, but it was just kind of funny to, to see that play out um, and how much I bet that coach is going to learn. Like, you know, there's a psychology there too. Like I want to, mm-hmm. I want my players to know I have their back that I trust them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of but they, That's,
2: You that. need to be able to know that they like, they have enough like personal awareness to like, know, like, Hey, like, I know you felt like you were mostly swiping at nothing, but did you really touch him? Or, like, are you sure that was all ball kind of a thing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the adrenaline, when you're going so fast-paced in a game, you can't really tell if you hit all ball or hit all hand or anything
2: yeah. like that. Or if you got him with the body, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, Gary Trent Jr. especially, you see him. He puts his arm down and puts one hand up when he's – the people driving to the basket and immediately when there's whistle bone, he just puts his hands up, but mm-hmm. you know, his hand was down. And it's just obvious. He probably doesn't <laughs> think it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's my favorite is the two arms up after mm-hmm. the play, after they swipe down, they're like, I was up. I was up. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Or the one where they were clearly like this, and then they just kind of got a 45. Lean back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's
1: funny i mean it's what are we we're almost 36 games will be halfway through the year right because mm-hmm. they're only playing 72 this year right um where we're
0: gonna say
1: oh oh um but yeah it's, it's kind of funny just how the season's taking shape and yeah. um you know I'm, I'm portland's down looks like about five points with five minutes to go here yeah. um but uh it's an interesting year. I, you know, like Los Angeles, you know, is out with that, you know, no AD for a month. Um, and it looks like they lost tonight um, to Miami. Um, but oh, you yeah. kind of wonder, you know, can LeBron stay healthy um, right. at his age, having to play and do more things? Um, the jazz look great. Will they have adversity with injuries or, uh, you know, COVID issues and, mm-hmm. uh, Clippers, I mean, Clippers are playing well. Um, I guess they're okay. They're six and four in their last 10. Um, yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm really interested in the Nets because I know Ben and Gree and Kevin wow. Durant are on them, but I really think it's going to mess up the team dynamic
2: because mm-hmm. all their
0: personalities are almost the exact same with kind of like the I'm, I want to win, but also I kind of want to do everything. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're all going to clash because of that. Like, I don't think they're going to do very well.
2: They gotta be- have to be. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Like, if they've got a game that comes down to, like, it's it's a two point game or something like that, or they're down five with a minute to go. Who's taking those shots? You know, it seems like it should be KD, but he's probably not bringing the ball down the court. No.
0: Does this mean that Jeremy is a Nets fan now? Yeah, apparently. Oh. Jeremy, if you're listening, you could be a Blazer fan. I'll support your decision. We,
1: we, yeah, we've been we've been proselytizing him for a while. Yeah, um, been <laughs> um, But yeah, it is interesting. I thought the funniest thing the other day was when uh, Kyrie said that he told James Harden he's the point guard. I'm like, I wonder if Nash had any any you know conversations you, about that. You listen
0: <laughs> to your coach. You do what your coach tells you. If your coach tells you you're playing shooting guard, you play shooting guard, you get better. Yeah.
1: He's a, he's a funny cat, uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I mean, got, obviously those three guys, um, and the luxury of having one of them off and two of them on, you know, and just rotate through the three, um, mm-hmm. but obviously their team too is, um, you know, they're not very deep. Um, no. and, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, any of like the buyouts, you know, Cousins and Drummond, and um, like where those guys end up. Because yeah.
0: there's rumors that DeMarcus Cousins is getting waived or something's happening, like traded or waived. And,
1: like you know, maybe Houston good. wants to move on. Oh, Cousins! Yeah. So oh, I was reading an
0: article and it said like they want to kind of rebuild their team with their young guys. Young yeah, guys. So
1: yeah, I think Christian Wood's still hurt though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But. Um. Yeah, and uh, Blake Griffin's probably going to get a oh, buy- yeah. Yeah. buyout or something. Drummond probably too.
0: Did yeah. you see that Curry got pulled right before the game started from non-COVID-related illness? Tonight? Yeah, like right Steph?
1: before the game. Yeah. So you think they were thinking he might have COVID or it's non-COVID?
0: Well, in the article I read, I don't necessarily know how um, – truthful the site was it says that it was non-covid related he tested negative but he walked off out of of the court slowly after right before the game started he was already like in his jersey and everything warmed up and stuff was he kind of like
1: escorted or
0: someone walked with him because there's there was a picture of him kneeling in front of the thing where they stand before like they get subbed in Uh with like kerr and another assisted by him Uh and then there's one of someone walking off with their hand on his back like
1: like oh, he wasn't feeling well.
0: He looked tired. Oh, it said non-COVID related illness in the site mm. I read. It seemed kind of like a fan-written site, so I don't
2: know how how accurate it was. But... Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I wonder how they would establish. I mean, I guess like he tested negative, so it's called non-COVID, or
0: but you they can't just know. Test. They just
2: know that he ate like bad seafood the night before, or <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like Michael Jordan eats bad pizza and then
1: yeah well yeah it is interesting because it's like you know the thing that happened with durant where it kind of was on and off on and off um yeah that's it would be something you know just follow up and see what happens but yeah obviously that would be a big loss for for Golden state it
0: it could change how they go in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because if you did have covid you can be out from like Two weeks to even more than that. Yeah. So that could, that's like four games at least if he did have COVID. And their record, they're already eight, but it's way close yeah. in the West. You know, but there's still half
1: a season, but you're right. I mean, if some, I mean, that's the thing that happens with the Blazers too. I mean, it could be, you know, one guy gets something and, you know, there's there's your season there.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, should we move into some draftastic talk? Yeah. You want to try, talk some draftastic?
0: I have one thing to say about draft. Go ahead. Um, there's a really exciting thing to happen because the blind pigs finally have no Lakers on their team.
2: Oh, hooray for the blind pigs!
0: Exactly. So now the fluff heads, fluff heads have a Laker, but that's kind of you can see that happening. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. He made. We, just, we, he, he loves
0: made
1: a, it. Never, Yeah.
2: Oh. He loves L.A. guys. <laughs> Crazy. <Chris. Yeah. laughs> <Like, laughs> All right. Bye, Thank, Ari. You, Thank you, Ari. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah,
0: bye.
1: take that. Yeah. 9 30.
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. Um, well, it looks like the Blazers are going to lose this one.
2: Well, what are we down? We're down. Yeah.
1: I checked a second ago.
2: So Beal just fouled Lillard on a three-pointer, right? That helps.
0: That helps. Yeah.
2: So cut it to six with two minutes. That's that's yes, yes,
1: yeah. Uh, I think Washington's. Like I said, I think Washington's dangerous. Um, Mm -hmm. I well, Bill's just so good, Um, and then if Westbrook can kind of get out of his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, that was one of the funny things. I was watching um, a Washington game the other night. Um, I have, I have Bertans on my team. So I'll oh, watch yeah. some Washington, all some Washington games. Um, but it was at the end of the game. And um, I can't remember if Washington was leading or not. Um, no, Washington was up and um, it was under a minute to go. And Westbrook ends up taking like an 18 footer with like 12 seconds on the shot clock. And Bill hadn't, t- didn't touch the ball, the entire possession <laughs> and and their broadcasters are like, that's just a really, really uh, quick shot. Uh, and I wouldn't like to see the ball touch Bill's hands uh, once or twice in the, in the possession, <laughs> you know? And, but it was just one of those like Russell Westbrook, like I'm going to go with it, you know? yeah, And, uh, and he kind of gets like that he kind of gets that like bull mentality and um yeah he got he had a guy on him that wasn't like a great defender um but again to settle for like an 18 footer right um, when really you want yeah they were up two and they wanted to run clock and uh yeah he ended up taking that shot but yeah it was just funny to listen to the the broadcast (laughs) it's
2: funny to to see the uh the switch with uh um on Westbrook when the Rockets announcers are calling him now. Mm. He takes a shot like that. Like, We've seen that before. When, like, <laughs> you know, <the> a <laughs> year before it was, like.
1: Bemoaning that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, or even, like, maybe saying, like, oh, that wasn't a – he can make those shots.
1: Oh, I got you. Got you. Well, I mean, he was playing really well for him you know, right through, well, I think right before everything shut down, I think yeah. he, was, he was playing pretty well.
2: Yeah. Um, it's yeah. interesting that I was thinking about this uh, with Westbrook um, and then we can get into draft-tastic, but I, uh, I was thinking about how um, I can't remember, maybe two years ago, the conversation about like best point guards in the league, like uh-huh. people were still kind of like Lillard's not going to touch Westbrook. Maybe it was, two or three years ago i can't remember when the like turn happened maybe it was when dame hit the shot or whatever but um, well
1: even even the um how quickly dame moved past Kyrie um because yeah. i think i think there was that national perspective that Kyrie was so much better
2: than dame yeah and um, wall i mean wall before that too I yeah felt like.
1: yeah you're right yeah wall too and it, it, it just changed overnight. Um, yeah. That switch there. Sorry, I'm going to have to get a little bit more beverage. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs>
0: the the ostensible reason for, for doing the clinic